0: Hey everyone, before we get started with today's episode, we wanted to let you know that this episode will discuss some heavier topics, including eating disorders and general mental health concerns.
1: So if you aren't comfortable hearing our conversation about that, feel free to skip this episode and join us next week for a more lighthearted conversation.
0: If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, we want you to know that there are resources out there for you. Talk to someone you trust or visit a national mental health hotline like mentalhealth.gov today.
1: Help is available. Hey guys, welcome back to Chronically On Campus. I'm Catherine Ramsey. And I'm Will Emmert. Hi,
0: Will. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? I'm
0: good. (laughs) Are you sure? I'm
1: bad, actually.
0: No, I'm much better than I was yesterday. I was kind of sad yesterday but that's okay.
1: I was kind of sad this entire week. Not actually. But anyways, today we have a great episode for you guys.
0: Yeah, we are kind of diving into healthy habits, both physical and emotional. So kind of discussing how we can balance those things in college, because I think it's kind of difficult to establish that routine. I mean... You, can, you have, like, your class schedule and stuff, and that's like kind of how I structure my weeks around that. Yeah. But then I'm in so many extracurriculars, and I fill my time during those and things. And work. And work, yeah. Extracurriculars and work. And so it's kind of hard to find time for, like, self-care and stuff. They
1: also, like, you you're changing your class schedule every semester, and so it's like you're constantly having to adapt and change your routine. Like, one semester, maybe you can eat lunch, and then another semester, maybe you can't. Do you know what I mean? Lunch.
0: Meals are non-negotiable yeah. for me. So I'm going to show you my calendar right now. I am apologize to the listeners because you can't <laughs> see this. So this is a day in my life. This was this past Thursday. I have been using this strategy called time blocking on my just phone calendar. I just use the Apple calendar app.
1: Shout out and to I, Apple calendar. I
0: literally log every single thing I do. So I have my classes and I color code them. So I have like my classes are one color. My student foundation requirements are another color because that's another calendar I've synced to my phone. So, I have different calendars that I'm making in Google Calendar that just mm. populate on my phone.
1: I do something similar, but I am like old school. I like to write everything down.
0: I yes, I do also use a planner. It is sometimes really nice to separate the digital from a yeah. physical piece of paper. Like I just But I do the same. Stuff. I'm
1: like here's what, here's how many hours I have in the day. This hour to this hour I'm doing this. Unfortunately, I don't eat lunch.
0: I have to. I put meals in my calendar because I <laughs> like just I need, don't have time. I need the mental break when I'm eating. Like if that's a that's like a rest period for that's me true. to reset yeah. and like absorb what I just did in like the morning mm-hmm. and then I can eat lunch and then go into the afternoon feeling more refreshed. And I also just ate so my body is fueled.
1: I will sometimes eat during work.
0: <laughs> if during I'm work. not
1: giving a tour, then I'll be like,
0: oh I can eat. I feel really bad because in that film music history class, I'm always eating breakfast because it's a nine thirty. And you know and what? I, That's okay. So I have a class before yeah, at eight AM I have
1: never, fun fact been a breakfast person. Like even when I was in I elementary breakfast. school, I would wake up and just go to school.
0: Some people are like that.
1: I just don't want to eat in the morning. I need to wait until I've woken up a little bit more to eat food. It is interesting. And its I don't know if it's healthy because, you know, you need to eat in the morning to get your metas- uh, metabolism going. I yeah. will drink a protein shake every morning.
0: Nice. That's That's what good. I do.
1: But I just can't, like, eat and stomach, like, a meal.
0: That's fair. So I'm vegan. I've been vegan for four years and three months. In high school, before I was vegan, I would always have, like, a bagel with cream cheese and scrambled eggs every day. And that includes dairy and poultry, which I exactly eggs, everything that, I can't eat that you more, can't so. do anymore. Yes, so now I make oatmeal or overnight oats and have that in the morning with you? protein powder and stuff, and it's Speaking very good
1: oatmeal. I was on TikTok recently. Did you get like a um, survey that was like fill out this survey and it was like do you like Quaker oats or something?
0: What did I, I talk- did not hear about this. <laughs>
1: okay, never mind. And then Megan Trainor just showed up eating Quaker oats the other day on TikTok, and I was like,
0: hmm. conspiracy perhaps? Interesting.
1: Yeah, so food is definitely a large aspect, um, like maintaining a healthy diet when you're trying to take care of yourself and yeah. build healthy habits in college, but also exercise and rest.
0: Yeah, the kind of main pillars, I guess, of healthy habits, I think. Eating schedules are definitely a challenge for some students. I know, like, I mean, I'm literally eating avocado toast. From Roland and Bolin in my second period <laughs> class on Tuesdays <laughs> and Thursdays, because I just choose Rollin and
1: Bolin? So
0: it's in the market. In the market, yeah. Is it's that the smoothie they used to be bowl that place. sushi kitchen? Which is now next to Chick Fil A. Right, yes, right. R. I. P. Cinco Taco.
1: See, they look, were really good. They really needed to put. I didn't think Cinco Taco was a five star thing.
0: My friend Chase is obsessed with Cinco Taco. He's devastated about Cinco Taco's closure, but apparently they were—they're just a food truck. And that was like their only storefront location no, was in SMU.
1: Correct. It's like there's so many places though that are like Cinco Taco. Like Rusty, Torchies.
0: Yes, but we didn't Trigo. have one. That was the on campus one.
1: I just love a taco and I did think that we I just didn't like their food, but I think that we needed another Tex Mex place on campus, not more sushi. We already have that. You can already buy that everywhere. And so that's why I was like, it needed to be like a Chipotle or a Cava. If we had a
0: Chipotle on campus, I would be there every, every single day. day. You already know, no Chipotle and Cava, which I was is a new discovery for me because we don't have Cava in Chicago.
1: It's a new discovery. This semester, it's Zoe's it's Kitchen. Been a yeah, it was it's rebranded thing, yeah. or something. Yeah. But
0: yes, Chipotle needs to expand into college campuses. Like that line would be out the door every day. You already well, know it, it would, would
1: just help. It would help also like everyone is eating at Chick-fil-A. It would help, you know, relieve stress on Chick-fil-A. And then also, you know what I mean? It's,
0: it needs a fair competitor. I'm going to say,
1: I like Chipotle. I've eaten it a lot, but recently it's just not hitting for me. I think that they just need, it's a little dirty.
0: What? Where do you, okay, which Chipotles are you going to? The
1: the Chipotle off Central.
0: On 75? Yeah. Oh, I've never had a problem with that
1: Chipotle. I don't know. Usually I also go at night because it's like, again, the dining halls are closed. And I'm like, There's nowhere for me to eat.
0: (laughs) There's Max Place, and I have barely eaten at Max Place at all. It's so gross.
1: Well, it's not gross. It's just there. There's no healthy options. I'm like, I need more than a Caesar salad, and like choose your own adventure dressing wise. You know what I mean? One time, I
0: ordered it with avocado, and it had half of the peel from the avocado still attached. Exactly. And I was like, that's really not making me want to eat this.
1: It's like okay, I show up at Max Place, order, and then 30 minutes later. I finally get my <laughs> It's because meal. they're
0: overrun with students because it's the only, only late night spot that I students agreed. can eat. It's a problem.
1: It's a problem. We'll get into that later.
0: Yeah. Let's so so let's go back to basics I guess because when you come into college there's always, you know, everyone talks about the freshman 15 but then at SMU you're required to live on campus for your first two years and with that you also have to have a meal plan. So you're kind of given the opportunities to eat in... What was that? Sorry.
1: <laughs> just yawned.
0: She's so tired.
1: Sleepy no, while. I'm just... Yeah, I don't know. Didn't anyways. sleep
0: last night, huh? Oh, no comment? Oh. <laughs> what did Will do on Friday night?
1: <laughs> no, I slept. I went to bed at like 1.
0: I also had a... Please <laughs> edit
1: that out. Everyone... <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> uh, <sighs> anyways. So, we have two dining halls on campus. Uh, one is in the Southeast area and one is on the central campus area. And with the meal plan that we have for first and second year students, you get unlimited meal swipes for the entire semester. So at some schools, I know you're limited to like, you get like a kind of debit card credit Mm -hmm. balance for your meal swipes, which turns out usually to three meals a day, but some people go in between classes or like go for a fourth meal a day. Some people will only go once or twice a day. So, allows the unlimited swipes just gives us that flexibility but I think it might even put pressure on people to like a different it's not, not pressure that you only have a certain amount because it's unlimited but it's kind of a lot of power to say oh you have unlimited access to food between these hours right and I mean there's a lot of you know
1: if there's something there when you get there,
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the other thing. So the quality of food in the dining halls is also an interesting thing because yes, it definitely relieves you of the hassle of having to prepare food for yourself, which takes out a lot of time. And we are all busy college students, but it limits kind of the variety. And as someone who's been vegan since coming to school, that's definitely a problem no, i I could not even
1: imagine being vegan here.
0: It's It's not the easiest thing in the world, especially on the weekends when The dining halls are short-staffed and there are especially limited options. I have just been now avoiding the dining halls on the weekends because it's just not a trustworthy solution for me to get a quality meal. Like my only ability to get a full meal without having to go pay extra money off campus was to break my vegan habits and that made me really uncomfortable well,
1: and we're like in dallas and so places to eat are expensive dallas like, is
0: definitely a food city we but we it's not a, a cheap but food it's city. not a cheap food yeah. city
1: that's the thing and i'm like there's a chick-fil-a within walking distance from ca- campus there's banditos there's Crispin green Crispin
0: green is very good
1: foxtrot but i'm like those places like
0: they're not you're, cheap. You're going to spend fast,
1: $15 at least. At least
0: for a meal. And we already pay. We were already and paying 3000 $3, for a meal plan. And we live on campus and we're
1: already playing, paying all this yeah. money for a meal plan. And, then and I like don't have a car, it. so
0: it's not like I could have right. driven. And Uber right. Eats is another thing too. But that's expensive. It is. Yeah. The cost of that. And some people are fine with it. Some people have their parents' Amex and are cool putting it on that card. Right. Me personally, I pay for all of that stuff Same. out of my own pocket. Yeah. So it was a different scenario for me.
1: So like but I yeah. have been known. But I known, never really used Uber Eats. I've been known to charge Uber Eats to my mom's car. Oh. And it's not oh. like on purpose, but sometimes I just don't fix it. Like I'll Venmo her maybe, but also my parents like, my parents support me enough, but uh, most of my like off-campus dining obviously is like, I'm going to be paying for that. And One of the main reasons why I want to live off campus next year is because of the meal plan. It's so expensive and I never use it. Like, really, I just, I don't even know. It's honestly like, for my dining situation, it's never a, I'm always just taking it day by day, figuring out where I'm going to eat. I'm never like, oh, I'll go to the dining hall today. It's just like, I guess the only option available right now is the dining hall. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I don't live in a building that has a kitchen, so it's not like I could cook for myself. Well, I, I live access. in a building that
1: has a kitchen that's been broken for 3 months.
0: Oh my gosh. I you got your building's getting demolished and renovated right. after the semester. Right. So
1: so I'm just like the thing and I like really like cooking and so Same. and and I I still spend about $60 every 2 weeks on groceries.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Which is like I'll get like non-perishables that like I can eat. I'll get like water and like produce you buy bottled water salad Well, not have a brita oh. but i'll get like i don't know, like, Chico, I'd, I'd, like i have my
0: emotional support flask <laughs> over here and it comes with me everywhere i go and like, i'm always guys get a go.
1: brita the I, brita yes. filter changed my life if
0: we do an episode about uh essentials, like college essentials a Brita
1: is at the top of the list a hundred
0: percent like not yes the like,
1: first thing you should buy. Like, because also, I have only a mini fridge in my room and it fits right Mm -hmm. in the corner. It doesn't take up that much room. It's not hard for me to fill up, it lasts a long time. There you go. But yeah, still, I spend like, and also healthy, like, like pro like good protein bars and like protein powder and stuff like that and yeah. like almond milk. It's like kind of expensive at the grocery store. It is. And like, so it's well, eight dollars to get four like good granola bars.
0: So we have the market here, which does have mm-hmm. some options and we can have we have our so our meal plan is uh comprised of meal swipes to the dining halls and then flex dollars, which is essentially a debit card system. So you have a balance at the start of the semester and you just swipe your ID card at the checkout and it will deduct money from that balance I'm an RA so I get my meal plan for free so I have just been using that all semester and they do have like almond breeze and stuff but as someone who is really ingredient conscious I definitely like look at the labels and stuff they're just not the healthiest choices that I could be putting into no, my body there's not
1: anything like, so healthy no. at the dining halls I, salad. Well, so, But like okay that's fulfilling because I can eat a salad but I'm gonna be hungry later right because so, I need okay. protein I need like grilled chicken.
0: You can get you can get chicken sometimes. and tilapia at the grill you every and whenever. Sometimes? Oh yeah. I guess Like I don't really I've know.
1: asked for it before. Like there's been times where I've gone up to the dining hall and be like, Can I have grilled chicken? And they're like, We don't have any.
0: Oh. Well see then what's the point, you know? Correct. Yeah. I've how ha- I've found ways to make the dining hall work for me. Mm-hmm. They have been doing a lot more, especially at Umph to have more vegan options, like the healthy on the hilltop station, always has something for me. Like nine times out of ten now, which is great. I will say
1: they they're definitely getting better. Like from yes. f- just from my first semester to now,
0: we've gone through different management. Like every single year yeah. since I've been here, where like the pre pandemic dining halls were supposedly the best they have ever been. Like they had. Quality like Tex Mex station at Arnold's, and Arnold like didn't give people food poisoning because I have friends who said oh, they got food so poisoning, much food from the dining poisoning hall.
1: all the time. All the time, yeah. people are getting food poisoning, which is concerning. Yeah,
0: that's another thing is like, yes, we are required to have a meal plan for two years, and it's like, okay, great, you have these options for us, but the value of that and the quality of it
1: that's that's my issue. I'm sense. like, for three thousand 000... dollars,
0: so three thousand dollars is the cost just for the unlimited meal swipes. Right.
1: Which you're required. Like there's not even, I couldn't even choose not to adopt it. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I have to pay that.
0: Right. I believe, so it's roughly $3,000. I know it's at least 3,000, but it comes out to about 10 meal, $10 per meal. If you're eating three meals a day, day. every day, which which is not the case for probably 90% 90 of the student body. So how do you think they could restructure it to be a better fit well, for SME students.
1: I don't know. I feel like I feel like dining and hospitality and room and board are kind of like I'm they're, they're not horrible, right? Like I'm sure other campuses have it much worse. I would say it's one of our weak points as far as campus life goes just because it's expensive and it's just not consistent whereas for some students on our campus they are probably fine paying it and still have the money to like go and just, you know, eat out a lot or, you know, live off campus, all of that stuff. But for students that need to rely on the services, I do think they're lacking. I feel like introducing healthier options and just options that are open for like people who are vegetarian or vegan, those are things that need to be at the forefront of kind of everything they do. I think. It's also just unfair. I feel like they can't be paying the people that work there enough. Like they can't be supporting them because I will say like there are people that work at our dining halls that are the nicest people. Like everyone on campus knows them. They're so supportive of all of the students, Mm -hmm. but they just, they, there's no way that they're getting the benefits that they
0: need. No, T and Derek brighten my day every Every time I see them. Every day. They're the kindest people and they know us, like yeah. they know our faces By and name. our names.
1: And They'll ask me, like, yeah. "How was your performance?" or stuff like that. Like, they That's know so nice. you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, Mama T hyped me up when she saw me on the SMU Dallas Instagram. I was like, "Thank you. Yeah. You're so yeah. nice." And
1: they these always people have so much sp- SMU spirit. They too. do. They
0: really rally behind the SMU community, they do. and that they- whatever they're getting paid, it's nowhere near enough what they deserve. Right. So,
1: so I don't know, and I feel like the same can go for. Living space because that's just as important about like having a healthy lifestyle as being able to like live in a comfortable atmosphere and have space and have resources. And I just know, like, personally, with my experience, I feel like that's been lacking. And I think they're in the right direction, like, closing my residence hall, they have like some scheduled um, renovations happening, which is good. But I just feel like overall, there just needs to be it just needs to be updated like it's mm-hmm. like a lot of the buildings are suffering from like you know long term water damage and like my freshman year the entire basement of my building got evacuated cuz people are getting sick from black mold
0: oh my where did you live freshman year VS oh yikes! Yeah. no they just redid that basement over yeah, the summer over the so summer. it's new and they're they're in the process now housing is of renovating all of the older dormitories or right. they're called Residential Resident commons, commons. <laughs> um, on SMU's campus. But which I'm just, like, at the end of the thing. day,
1: the buildings are safe. There's air conditioning. There's usually working plumbing. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I know for me that when I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to SMU. That's a school that we talked about in an earlier episode that has a lot of stereotypes about like having money and being like a really pretentious school. And the way that like dining and uh, residential life support like they don't really support that stereotype i don't think
0: i don't think they're represented they don't represent that. like
1: that stereotype Correct. yeah and so not that they should not that the goal should be no. that but i feel like you it's would you, a, it just, is you would think you would get more out of it the
0: expectation versus reality there is Correct. very stark difference for sure right oh we also have the starships on campus which can <gasps> be true. another method of convenience so the on-campus little food delivery robots Mm -hmm. that we have can deliver to your dorm or wherever you need on campus so that's really nice as well i like also that we have the starbucks in fondren i think that's a great central location for that my new favorite place is shake smart i was just gonna say the gym Gym. oh my gosh it's
1: it's my new obsession
0: today no they're closed on weekends but they're open like really good hours i
1: just think it's really unfair to just close things down on weekends we all live here
0: yeah i agree i think like
1: the weekend is the one time that i actually could go eat a meal at the right yeah, correct time yeah. if i wanted to <laughs> and
0: there the dining halls open later and close, and close earlier, earlier on weekends uh which is kind of disappointing and then yeah there's max place which is kind of the one <laughs> late night option but i really don't eat there anymore we have a full-service Chick-fil-A. We have a full-service Panera, but those also aren't open on. Mm-hmm. Are They're they not, not op- open on weekends?
1: Not at all on weekends. I don't really eat
0: at any of them. Is the thing, I really just eat at ShakeSmart yeah, in the dining halls, for the most part. What do I eat? Oh my gosh, Kava. now that I'm thinking about it, I do. No, I had Kava today. Kava should really be a sponsor because- I, Yes,
1: Kava, if you're listening.
0: <laughs> I get Kava every single time we record. Literally, it's, my, it's like my we meet, podcast meal. We
1: plan to record and she's like- and then, Do you want to go to Kava? Kava?
0: Then, Let's go. Okay. There's one right by SMU. It's perfect.
1: But also, what's your experience with the freshman 15?
0: Yeah, so I, well, okay- Health wise, my focus, my freshman year was COVID because I Mm. started college in fall of 2020 and I was trying to not die. So I don't look at the scale. Like I don't have a scale. I've never really obsessed over my weight or anything like that. And I think that is also a problem for especially college women, I think, and high school girls like young women see so much in the media about body image.
1: Mm -hmm. Like SMU is like body image is one of our stereotypes here. It is. I
0: I know, especially in Greek life, there are a lot of issues with eating disorders and other situations that involve body image and appearance. And there's this social pressure to kind of be the perfect girl for the sororities
1: we kind of I assume about that.
0: we did touch on that last episode a little bit with Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an important factor in the process and just the college experience in general. I feel like I've heard stories of girls who are eating like five hundred calories a day. And I'm just like,
1: yeah. your body needs more. needs food. Like your brain
0: <laughs> needs food to function. And I think universities or just the media in general can be doing a lot more to kind of change the narrative about food and healthy habits like that Mm -hmm. because we do need food is our bodies and our physiology's source of Of fuel and it's the only way that we can get that also with rest and proper hydration and treating your body kindly and I think that's kind of an overlooked aspect especially from administration and it's not really discussed Mm -hmm. openly in the college space I've never really noticed that
1: the schedules of the dining halls that we have like kind of fosters that negative view of yourself because it's a lot easier to not eat when you can't find something to eat. You know what I mean? Or when the hours are fluctuated to where you like aren't, they're not going to be open when you finally have time. I know for me, I like, I, my schedule is so full. I I don't have time to go and sit down and have a meal until usually eight o'clock at night. Um, I, that doesn't mean I don't eat meals throughout the day. It's just usually like while I'm in class or if I'm working, I'll be eating at the desk or I'll like be like, you know, I'll pack snacks in the morning and be eating those or drinking protein shakes and stuff throughout the day. But I'm like, we have, rehe- I know I have rehearsals that go to like seven, seven 30, sometimes later. And then it's like, mine
0: go until 9 PM. Yeah.
1: And, the dining and then halls the dining halls close at, at eight, or eight. eight or seven or eight, yep. but not to mention that like, okay, they close at eight. So they're going to stop cooking food at seven. So if I go there at 7.30, there's not going to be...
0: They start cleaning up the dining halls usually at least half an hour before the actual you, I, closing my time. My experience is more... Really? Yeah. That's really disappointing. Like,
1: I've walked in there at 7, and two stations have been completely clear.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because it's like... Oh, because normally what they have at lunch is also some of what they'll have for dinner. Yeah. So I go to lunch, and I have a great meal, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, great. I can't wait to eat this again at dinner, and then I'll go, and it won't be there. Right. So that's really sad. So I don't
1: know. But I think... With the discussion of body image, we can kind of transition to the exercise type aspect of the healthy habits. Yeah.
0: So one of the great things I think that we have at SMU is that our on-campus gym is free for all students to use. And I personally use it. I weight train and I run and I love like workout classes. My freshman year, I went to this gym off campus. It's called Spenga and it originated (laughs) in my hometown area in the Chicago area. And it's 20 minutes of cycling, 20 minutes of high intensity interval strength training, and then 20 minutes of yoga. So you get strength, cardio, and flexibility all in one hour. And it was my favorite workout and it is so much fun. And I had a friend who had a car who also loved cycling and we would go together and we did it for like two months because the membership is really expensive. So we didn't do it for any longer than that, but I had so much fun doing that. And it's just, again, with price and, like, not having a car, it's just hard for me to keep that up. Mm-hmm. But I was really consistent with it. And also having the financial uh, kind of weight of, like, oh, I paid for a service. If I don't use it, then I just wasted my money was really motivating for me to go. And I definitely I, – like, I would go five times a week sometimes. And I'd go, at, like, 5 a.m.
1: And it was awesome. I really don't use the campus gym. I'm not really sure why. I feel like for guys – I don't know. There's, like, just a lot of people there, and it's, like, so full and crowded, and sometimes, like, I've gone a couple times, and you're, like, waiting for, like, 30 minutes yeah. for something to be available. That's why
0: I go in the morning. And there's no t- Exactly,
1: there. and there's times in the day where it's more crowded, but I have enough space, like, in my room that I can do, like, workout stuff um, oh, on my nice. own. Like, I, like, have weights and stuff that I'll use, um, or, like, Apple Fitness Plus. I'm really into, like, closing mm-hmm. my readings, and so I, like, we subscribe to that, and so I'll do that. Sometimes I'll like walk the Katie Trail with friends. The one, Katy of my one of my favorite things favorites. recently is this semester I'm doing a musical theater class. Fun. And we do dance every Tuesday, which is like a lot of strength training, a lot of conditioning, and then just like flexibility, yoga, using your body. And so that honestly works miracles. Wow. I love that. I look forward to it. It's intense at times, but also just. Being college students, you're walking everywhere all the time. Like, that's true. So I get easily ten thousand steps a day without trying to get ten thousand steps. There's been days where I will get like fifteen thousand steps if I like go and like do this class and then walk the KD Trail and then I'm walking all around campus or oh like giving tours. It's really easy to reach that goal. Speaking of which, I just saw on TikTok this company that's like an app you download and they basically plant a tree every ten thousand steps you take.
0: Wow, that's so cool.
1: I don't remember the name of it. But it's like to kind of like cover up your carbon footprint or whatever. Anyways, so that's kind of my routine.
0: So I guess like the fear that some people kind of have with the freshman 15 is kind of nullified by how much you have to walk around to campus. That's true. Like
1: I didn't. I will say since coming to college, I haven't gained any weight. I've lost a lot of weight recently. Like my first semester here, I kind of was just the same that I was in high school hmm. like I didn't really fluctuate a lot like, I don't think it's like so much anymore I really don't think it's that big of a thing that happens
0: especially um, if you're sticking to what's on campus correct. and that perspective of it mm-hmm. when do you add in when you factor in DoorDash or Uber Eats or uh, getting like Whataburger in and out or like fast food and like eating out a lot or what have you it's harder to kind of track that I guess uh, and kind of know what you're putting into your body as yeah. much. And especially when it, when academics get stressful, it is harder, I would definitely say, to think about, okay, here, I'm going to eat healthy today. Like Sometimes there's it's like days- I literally am just hungry. I need to put food in my mouth so I can go back to work. There's so. been days
1: where I just like – I will like get home. Like not every day. This doesn't happen. But like there's been a couple times when I've been so stressed academically or just so much on my plate that I'll get home at the end of the day and be like, I haven't eaten anything this yes, whole Yes, some day. people are like Like, that. I just forgot. Like, I'm
0: the opposite. I need to eat. Like, I will notice if I'm not eating. It'll be so. a situation
1: where it's like you get so hungry and then it just kind of goes away. And then once you start eating, you're like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. Yeah. Which is not good, obviously. <laughs> so I just think...
0: Do you ever go for so long without eating and then you do eat and it actually hurts more?
1: Yeah. after yeah. that happens to me a lot yeah
0: especially in at the end of the day between lunch and dinner
1: it's just i like l- try and eat really healthy especially more recently but it's just so hard to keep up with that you know like sometimes it's either it's like you were saying i'm either not gonna eat or i'm gonna eat whatever this fried food is that they're serving at max place because it's the yeah. only thing i can get my hands on right now
0: mm-hmm. which is sad yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> that doesn't really foster healthy habits. No.
0: Shake Smart has been my new go-to, yeah. though. They're open until 10 o'clock. What kind
1: of food do they have? Or do they all just smoothies?
0: So they have like protein shakes and smoothies, and then they have avocado toast and like peanut butter, almond butter toasts. They have wraps. They have Guys,
1: peanut butter is my downfall. Bro, I, love I will butter. go. Oh my God. When I tell you that I go through probably a jar a week.
0: If you're listening and have a nut allergy, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Because,
1: because you're also, missing out. There's it's like high in protein, peanut butter yes. is. So it's and like fats, but yeah, healthy fats. Yes. That's another thing, is yeah. like
0: talking about because like fat has been like demonized so much, but yeah. your brain actually needs, needs healthy them. fats.
1: Needs and
0: it's really it should be less of a conversation, I think, mm-hmm. about demonizing one food group versus like having a balanced diet and lifestyle. I think balance is just the key.
1: healthiest thing because okay you eat something and then like down the line is when it like is utilized for energy so if you go like a whole day without eating you have like nothing to like work off of the next day or like you're gonna be recovering from that and struggling from not having that energy as a vocalist I'm like always drinking water if I drink water today it doesn't impact me until tomorrow it's not like a it's not like a right then and there type of relief and so the kind of the same goes with food, you know, like, and so I just really think that and I'm, this is not an SMU thing. Like this is a like college students just need more support in fostering healthy habits because you don't really think about that. And and we're going to get into obviously the other big aspect of it is is the rest and like needing to be needing to balance a a social life on top of sleep, on top of Mm -hmm. like struggling with mental health. Like all of these things are, they're not new things that have just come about, but I think that they're just recently starting to be talked about, which is good. They need to be talked about. But I think that, I think universities can, you know, maybe allocate more resources to kind of putting up programs that really help students foster those healthy habits. We
0: are at such a formidable age in college where we're establishing habits that will impact the rest of the our rest lives. Of our and that starts with the fundamentals of rest, food, activity, and yeah. movement. And if we're not given an opportunity to build those in a healthy way, we're not setting ourselves up for success after graduation. And I think also with going on off of what you said about university-supported programs, I think it also needs to be Developed in a way that's not the student has to make the first move. Yes. I think university support does not come from always us being the ones that need to say, I need help, but it needs to be them coming and meeting us where we are and Mm -hmm. finding the support for us in that way, I guess. And
1: I'll say one of the great things about Meadows, the music school, the school of the arts that we're in, is that we're small, our faculty student ratio is small. And our faculty here are so great at recognizing when students are struggling oh, or are not, you know, maintaining a healthy kind of relationship or healthy habits throughout the day. Like, they're so good at calling you out and saying like, hey, I've noticed you're struggling. I've noticed this about you. You know, we can talk. And I I don't know if that's the experience for other places on our campus. It's probably not because class sizes go up and everything. But, you know, that's the way that people meet students where they are, is someone has to call them out and someone has to recognize. And I think that being at a small institution, we have the ability to put faculty in a position where we can say like, hey, y'all are going to have to be the primary person to to check on students and to, you know, keep up with them and make sure that they're okay. Whereas you go to a large state school, that's unreasonable. Like you can't yeah. put that on faculty when you have a class of two two to 300 students in a lecture. For sure. You can't put it on them. So then it becomes a matter of like, well, who, like, who do we have to hold them accountable? Because we can't you can't assume that everyone's going to just check themselves into the counseling or make themselves go eat or make themselves go to the gym.
0: I think that also comes from a place of providing a holistic education. When you're when you're crafting an academic program and you're doing it with the mindset of, okay, we are we are building up the next generation of industry professionals in this area. But you have to bring it down to the human level as well. You know, mm-hmm. we're humans before we're students or faculty or staff. And I think without proper training and conversations that are devoted to taking care of each each other and ourselves, I don't think that we're set up to succeed in those areas. You know, there's yeah. there's there's no manual on any of that. There's All a right. lot of research into that. And I feel like no one's really sat down and said, okay, this is how you can establish routines for yourself and create balance in your life and give yourself the confidence to say, I need to step away from something and like reprioritize, or Mm -hmm. I'm not prioritizing this aspect of my life and I need to be doing a better job of that. There's really no playbook for that. And especially from a university and student relationship standpoint, I think that can be embedded into curriculum a lot. So like, for example, here in the music department, Dude, you had to take Music Pathways, right? Yes,
1: Music Pathways with Mama Murray. my
0: freshman year, or all freshman year-
1: All first year students. All
0: first year music students have to enroll in a class called Music Pathways, which
1: meets twice a week or once a week? Once a a week on Fridays.
0: Once a week for a semester. And it was taught by our lovely professor, uh, Professor Murray, who really does embody- or she, she just really looks out for the students, especially the first year students here. And it's a class that's literally just about saying, Hey, you need to be taking naps and here's how, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or you need to prioritize self-care and it's okay to have to step away and reprioritize yourself and get healthy again. If you aren't able to do your job without that.
1: Right. Because it's, as artists and as musicians, like, we are always going up against ourselves. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot of competition with yourself, which can get really hard to navigate, because it's like, if I just practice for four more hours, I'll be better. Or if I just, you know, say yes, and yes, and yes, that's one of the things I struggle with is telling people, no, like, I, for my mental health, can't take on this gig, or I can't do this for you. And that class was all about you know, we're artists, we need our minds and our bodies, we need to be in touch with our minds and our bodies in order to function in order to do what we do best. And the only way to do that that is to take care of them through healthy habits, like sleeping, meditating, saying no, taking time for yourself, understanding that your talent does not equal your self worth, and that you need to focus on yourself first. Because once you can, be in touch with who you are as a person. That's what's going to help your art become like. That's what's going to inform your art, and that's what makes you unique. And so I think that class for us was Amen, a lot of, of reflection. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you're
0: so right. So I think that goes much. for every major, every industry. You know, yeah, we yeah. we have to be realistic with the goals that we set for ourselves. Some people are super high achieving and can handle a lot on their plate. But I think for the majority of people, they need that flexibility to. Kind of take that extra time and just regroup it can be as simple as being like hey i need to take just 10 deep breaths and recenter myself and then i can go out into the world right. like recently i've actually been meditating and it has been really nice like i'll just find a quiet moment literally in between class like i'll go back to my room and i'll just sit for 10 minutes and just work on deep breathing and do like a body scan headspace is a fantastic app if you need a place to start not sponsored but i do love yeah. headspace a lot
1: i was gonna say they have too- a student discount Oh, really? It. Yes.
0: It, you oh, can get cool. like a major discount off of an annual plan with Headspace.
1: I was going to say that, you know, for me also, one of the things about that class was it gave me time to look at my goals and reflect on who I wanted to be. You know, it's cool because we take it your freshman year. So everything you're going through is like, you know, you're just fresh into college. Like it's your, your ad, uh, aspirations for what you're going to look like when you graduate in four years. And I think that was important because it gave me a time to say, like, here's the goals. Here's what I want to get out of my college experience. And we did this whole program where basically every week we would have to write, you know, it was was really just like write an answer to this question for five minutes and then move on, even if it's unfinished type of thing. And it was just like basically just spitting out onto paper all of your thoughts. And then when I would go back and reread it, I would be like, this is interesting because a lot of the things that are causing me stress or a lot of the things that are taking up my time have nothing to do with any of these goals. So why am I letting it get to me? Or why am I why in my head is that such a priority when I look at this on paper and I realize I really don't need to be like worried about that. I need to be worried about other things that are are impacting my my goals. And so taking time for yourself to like just be in check and say like Here's what I need to focus on. Here's what's important. Again, like Catherine said, we're all humans. So it's okay if you can't do everything all the time, 24 hours a day.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Amazing points. We're preaching over here today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, self-care is definitely something that I think is not talked about enough in the college space, especially when there are so many social pressures Mm -hmm. to you know it's like work-life balance Mm -hmm. in general and then you go into the college scene and you have the social pressure to go out every night especially like mixer season is really crazy people will be going out every single night and it's like I definitely am someone who prioritizes my academics and I could not imagine having to do that every single week just going out nightly I mean I I never really started going out until this year that kind of part of my life I never really got to explore until now
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but I think there is that kind of thing that you can wrestle with sometimes where it's like oh do I go out again with my friends or do I just rest tonight and just go to bed early which I've been doing a lot more recently I literally like an early night and I did a face mask and had I did an everything shower and did a face mask (laughs) and went to bed and it was amazing (laughs) Uh, and I texted my friends about it I was like I'm proud of myself for prioritizing myself tonight and yeah. saying I need to recover today Take and you time. I don't I don't feel guilty about that at all I don't think anyone should ever feel guilt about prioritizing themselves I think so often I definitely find myself putting others before myself and I need to prioritize myself yeah. more and it, it can be in the little things that way and just like loving myself more it's definitely that's another thing. reason
1: why I'm excited to commute to school next year because <laughs> I used to love like, you know, I was super busy in high school, but like at the end of every day I had a 15 minute drive home or I had to drive home from work. And that was just like a forced thing where it's like, well, I can't be doing anything while I'm driving. So I'm going to turn on Chronically on Campus podcast and just (laughs) listen and not think about everything I have to do. And so I think it's just important if you get anything out of listening is just to, take time for yourself and reflect what am i doing and how is it benefiting my goals and how is it helping me you know navigate the college life because there's so many factors that you don't think about that come into play when you get to a campus there's always someone texting you to do something there's always pressure to go out there's always distractions to go and scroll on TikTok or watch Netflix. Or if you're like us, there's always someone's recital to go to. <laughs> or there's always a meeting or an there's extra always, rehearsal. Yeah.
0: The fear of missing out yeah. is very strong. But you can't enjoy yourself and have a good time doing that if you're not putting if you're yourself not taking first care of yourself too.
1: Ta- yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, And I think that also comes with sleep. I think kind of like the main things are, you know, like fueling your body also through rest Mm -hmm. and getting enough sleep every night is definitely something that college students struggle with. I mean, I've never pulled an all-nighter, but I know people who have and do it regularly. And I'm just like, you guys need to go to sleep, please. I don't know how you could do that. No, I, I'm definitely someone who needs rest. Like I know that I will find a natural stopping point with my work at the end of the Mm -hmm. night and be like, okay, I can wake up early tomorrow and do this, but right now I need to go to sleep and put that first. And that's always something I've uh, been able to do since high school. I've never struggled with getting enough sleep in terms of
1: workload That's going to be the case for the rest of your life. There's (laughs) always going to be something else you could do before you go to bed to be prepared for the yeah. next week or the next day or whatever.
0: And I'm just like, at what
1: cost? you right. know? And I'm like, now it's, oh, you have an assignment due tomorrow. But when you're working, it's like, oh, you have to prepare for a meeting or you have a project due. But everyone that you ever talk to is also going to be a human. And they're also going to have experienced times where they need to say no and stop and take time for themselves. And so I don't think that's something that we should fear. I know like for college students, it's a fear because there's, grades attached to those decisions a lot of times. It's like, and and which is interesting that most of your decisions are based on grading. It's like, well, if I pull an all-nighter, then I'll be able to finish this assignment and turn it in on time, but it might not be as good if I sleep now and I take an extra de- like day to finish it, but then turn it in, I might get a better grade. You know what I mean? Like there's all of these things that go through my head and all college students' heads because there's a grade attached. But there's not going to be a grade attached to it forever. Like, once you're done with college, sure, there's expectations you have to meet, you know what I mean? But it's not, like, ride or die. It's okay. It's okay. Not always. To say, like... It's very situational. Right. Very situational. Exactly.
0: I think university resources can definitely do a lot. Like, we have counseling services here, and, you know, there are resources available. But I think we as a society underestimate the amount of help that people need and the amount Mm -hmm. of people that need that help because I know our counseling staff here is they have a wait list to get in to see people unless it's an emergency situation and we have a teletherapy line but it's not connected to it's connected to a national hotline I believe it's not like a real person you could go see the next day and like talk about it more with them it's kind of like a crisis line
1: that's also like Everyone needs a really good friend. Everyone needs to feel a connection to one faculty member. I mean, I know that I've came and complained to Ryan before because of things that are happening, and I feel like I have a person who I can talk to. And then we all have our groups of friends. And so there is something to say, like, it's healthy to be social, too. It's healthy to have those relationships and work on that. And we'll talk more about healthy relationships coming up in a future episode. That's right. But all of these factors kind of kind of play together. And I think that overall, not just SMU, but all universities can work on programs to help kind of fund those needs in students because it is easy to, like you said earlier, to put up a bunch of programs and say, take advantage of all of these. But all of them take this, you know, it's all of them rely on the fact that like the individual student or someone that knows a student is going to take the first step. And sometimes students whether they like it or not just need to take the step even if they think they don't need it like check in with a counselor I mean we have mandatory meetings with our college advisors for academic things like there's no reason that I shouldn't also be required to take a course on mental health preparedness or a course on you know nutrition or something I feel like It doesn't need to be something that adds another layer of stress but it need i feel like there can be more there to help to help give students those resources and help them navigate those issues at the end of the day all students are going to struggle with those things it's not individual we are all very similar and we all experience stress and we all experience unhealthy habits and relationships and it's a common it's a commonality between students so we can treat it as an overall thing it doesn't have to we don't have to wait until the individual steps forward
0: it's kind of a paradox i think because humans are very social creatures i feel like that's such a cliche but it's so true and at the same time we feel embarrassed by voicing that we're struggling or asking for help and i wish that it was destigmatized like that because I think our society as a whole would just be so much better for having more thoughtful, honest conversations with yeah. people that we trust. And it's really on us too, on everyone, to be supportive and check in with your friends and be be you can be you can change someone's entire outlook on their day or their life just by being there and being a listening ear right. and just being like, Hey, it's okay, and just being that reassuring voice for someone. And that sounds really sappy, but you know, I think mental health is definitely not talked about enough candidly. And that's honestly kind of one of the reasons why we started these, this podcast is to have those candid conversations
1: with people we trust, with
0: people we (laughs) trust. Yes. I know. I mean, Will, I could definitely come to you if I had a problem and you can come to me if you need anything. And it's really just as simple as that as being like, Hey, I'm here for you Mm -hmm. if you need something, you know, and we can all do a, bigger job by being there for each other. Yeah. So yeah.
1: at the end of the day, we all have to be there for each other.
0: That's right. Well, wow. we
1: hope that you could get something out of our conversation today. <laughs> um, it was and like, with that, we'll leave you. great. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also we hope that if you, you know, are feeling any sort of way that you can write to us or that you feel inspired to go and, talk to a friend or something. We want to hear from you. We want to hear kind of your experience, or if you're not a college student, just your life experience with dealing with, you know, kind of living a life that is funded on healthy habits. So definitely write to us. We would love to hear about it.
0: If you're a college student who is looking for support, your university has resources for you. And even if you don't think so, talk to your friends, talk to your family, or talk to us, write to us. There are support resources out there, whether it's for mental health or for creating other healthy habits. Like if you have an on-campus dietitian, reach out to them if you're looking for support in that area. If you want to build a workout plan and get started on working out and being more active, like there are resources available. There are free resources available in many cases. It's just a matter of doing the research. It can start with a simple Google search. So don't delay if you need Call support
1: today <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah yeah hopefully we ended that on a positive note i think we really could have touched touched on so many of these areas in, in a, a lot whole, a more whole depth.
1: Episode, yeah. a whole episode just about mental health <laughs> yeah. truly we
0: we could do that honestly But yeah, please write to us if you have any of your own thoughts or feelings about anything that we discussed today, anything you want to hear from us about. We are so excited to keep having more of these candid conversations. So, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah.
1: See you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Chronically on Campus.
1: Our podcast is produced and edited by Will Emmert and Catherine Ramsey.
0: Our music is by Jake Dixon. Follow Chronically on Campus on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: We'd love to hear from you. Write to us at chronicallyoncampus at gmail.com.